Revelations chapter 5, verse 1 to 14. Shall we hear the word of God? And I'm reading from the NIV version. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat. I want you to imagine what is happening. Please put on your imagination caps. Be transformed to the heavenly sight this morning. So that then when the word comes, it will consolidate your gains. Amen. So then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll. But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. For I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. Hallelujah. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Six, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain. Standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Hallelujah. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased men for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. Hallelujah verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice they sang, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in it in them singing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory and power to forever and ever amen 
To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. I wish we would join the heavenly angels, the creatures on the earth, under the earth, and let us all sing the song they sang, sang verse 13. Let us all read it together. To him in worship who sits on the throne and to the land praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Our Jesus deserves it. He was slain for you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. Still in the mood of worship, let's sing. All thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Only thou art holy. And who is and who is to come. This morning, Jesus, reveal yourself to us in a special way. Cause us to see you as the Lamb of God who was slain so we will be saved. Jesus, use me only to bring glory and honor to your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, choir. Revelation chapter 5. It's a continuation of a vision that John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, had in Revelation chapter 4. So this morning I want us to scroll back a little bit to Revelation chapter 4 and look at this vision. In that chapter, we see that it was as if God had rolled back the curtain of heaven. And has revealed to us what worship is meant to be. We see in Revelation chapter 4 that worship revolves around God. That worship is focused on him and him only. We realize that those in God's immediate presence know exactly who he is. And they worship him accordingly. They declare that God is the God who is above all, who is beyond all, and who reigns over all. So in Revelation chapter 4 verse 8, we are told that the four living creatures, day and night, do not cease to say, holy, holy, holy 
Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. We are told they keep repeating the same thing day and night. They cease not to say this. Three things they are telling us from this. That God is the only God who is only. He's the only one who is. He's the holiest of all. Without blemish. The second thing our friends are telling us is that God is the Lord God Almighty. Heaven's creature says God is the only powerful one. They say God is the omnipotent. They say God is the only one who has all power. And so they keep saying it day and night. So with all the chaos around us, with all the problems that go on around us, what joy fills our hearts when we know that the God we worship is the Lord God Almighty who has all the power to deliver us. Amen. Again, they tell us in that same chapter, chapter 4, verse 8, that God is the one who was, who is, and who, who is to come. In other words, they are telling us God is eternal. God doesn't change. He has no beginning. He has no end. They are telling us God, the God that they worship and the God that we worship is unchangeable. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. They are telling us God is changeless in his character. He is changeless in his will and he's changeless in his word. This is the God that we worship. And this is the God that the heaven's angels who are by him 24-7 are telling us. Oh, that we also will understand that the God we worship has such power to deliver us, to save us. Amen. Now, that's another thing that we see in Revelation chapter 4. We are told that as the four living creatures worshipped God, their zeal in worshiping affected the 24 angels. When I read this chapter, I, I, I think about it this way. People who lead us in worship, if they are zealous in what they do, they don't have to tell us to worship. They wouldn't have to tell us to raise our hands and worship God. Their zeal in worshiping God alone should affect us all. So I tell people all the time, when you come and stand here, we don't want to see you. We want to see Jesus. Lead us to him. Cause us to see him and worship him. Amen. Amen. So in heaven, we are told worship is focused on God and God only, not man. Every eye is fixed on him who sits on the throne. Every knee bow before him who sits on the throne. And every tongue is employed to give him worship. You see, when we lose our focus and, and we, we, we make other people also not focus on worshiping God. You see, when we don't help worshipers to focus on Jesus then we make people just watch video. 
in church. But people have come to church to worship Jesus. So I went somewhere and the, the worship leader would move around the room and as people were worshiping, give mic to somebody. Sing, sing. And I said, but what are you doing? The next time you do this kind of thing, by the time you are around the room doing sing, 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 music will be cut off and you will walk back to your chair. We are to make people focus on Jesus as it is done in heaven. Amen. Amen. So it was this vision that John had that continues in Revelation chapter 4 in the chapter that her mama read to us. Revelation chapter 4 comes with, with, with uh, something new. With a new detail. Three things that we can get from it. In Revelation chapter 5, we see that there was a dilemma, a problem, a big issue. There was a solution to that dilemma. And there was a response to the solution. So let's go to the first one, the dilemma. What was the dilemma? Let's look at Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 to 4 says, And I saw in the right hand of God, him who sits on the throne, a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much. Because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to read it. And one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. The dilemma. The problem. You see, in the days of John, we are told that books were written on scrolls 30 feet high. And there in the hand of the king of heaven was one of these scrolls. Since God is holding the scroll, it must represent something serious. It could be a decree. It could be uh, represent a plan for the world. It could be a plan to bring ultimate justice to the world. It could be the gospel. It could be God's plan and promise of salvation. There in the hands of the king of heaven was that scroll sealed with seven seals, perfectly sealed. Three things are true of this scroll. Three things are true of this scroll. Number one, it is in the hand of God. It is in his strong right hand. It is his word. It is true and genuine and it carries his authority. The second thing that is true about the scroll is that it is written inside and on the back. 
It is complete. It is lacking nothing, and nothing more is ever to be added to it. The third thing is that the scroll is sealed with seven seals. The word cannot be released until someone fulfills the condition laid down by God himself in order to gain the right to open the book and release its messages. Someone needs to be found to break the seals and to release the message. And so the search began. So the search began. They looked in heaven amongst heaven's angels. They looked on the earth, on the earth's population. And they said they looked under the earth amongst the dead. No one was found worthy to open the scroll. And so it appeared that it was impossible for justice to be realized. And so John wept. Bible says he wept greatly because it was a problem. It was a dilemma. But you see, John will not weep for long because very soon a unique one will be found who will be able and will be worthy to open the scroll. We are told that an elder comforts John and said, John, the lion of Judah, the descendant of David, has overcome the great problem. And he is worthy to open the scroll. Here comes the solution. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the descendant, the offspring of David, is worthy. He can. He can open the scroll. So we discover the solution to this dilemma in chapter, the same chapter 5, verses 5 to 7. You see, Jesus Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah. A title based on Genesis 49, verse 9. Jesus is the lion. He is referred to as the lion. Jesus Christ is the root. He's the offspring of David. A title based on Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, and Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 2. So the lion, in no doubt, there's no doubt that this lion is Jesus Christ, who is able to open the scroll. The lion has the key of David, and when he opens, no one can shut. He is called the lion to represent his kingship, his authority, and his power. Jesus Christ is called the lion because he is a king. He has all authority and he has all power. There's no argument that the figure that John saw was Jesus. See, the lion proved himself worthy to break the seal and to open the scroll because he lived a perfect and obedient life to God. The role of Christ the lion will be to lead the battle where Satan is finally defeated according to Revelation chapter 19 verses 19 to 21. John was called to look at a lion. And when you read that chapter, the Bible says when he looked, he saw a slain lamb. 
you were asked to look at a lion, but you looked, and the thing was a lamb slain. Christ, the lamb, symbolizing submission to God. Jesus Christ, the lamb, was slain because he offered himself as a sacrifice for everybody's sin. Without the lamb of God, there could be no gospel. And the scroll would have remained shut. See, the lamb was only standing as if slain because he takes the attitude and portrays that he was slain on the cross. Nevertheless, you and I know that, that the lamb is not dead. He is alive and alive forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. John saw the lamb with seven horns. Seven horns. And you know the horn represents what? Power. And combined with the number seven reveals to us that Jesus our Jesus has complete power. Jesus was the one who told his disciples the evening before he was slain that I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you would have tribulation but take heart for I have overcome the world. Christ the Lamb was perfect sacrifice for the sins of all. Therefore, only he can save mankind and only he can reveal the secrets in the scroll, the right hand of God. Christ the Lamb won the greatest battle of all. He defeated all forces. He defeated evil by dying on the cross. And guess what? Christ the Lion is victorious because of what Christ the Lamb did on the cross at Calvary. Wow. Hallelujah! Yeah. So only Jesus can be trusted with the world's future. It is the Lamb, the Messiah, who will carry out the divine mission of ultimate justice. And so if you don't know him, you better get this. He has done it all for you already. Amen. And so, when it was revealed that there is a solution to that problem, something happened in heaven. Worship broke loose in heaven. All heaven breaks loose in worship. We are told that they bowed down before the Lamb and worshipped him. The angels break forth in singing a new song. And they, they are aware that the struggles are not over yet. And yet, they believe that God has the last and final word. And as such, worship belongs to him only. So in the deep valley of your pain, of your struggles, my brother, my sister, sing sing a new song I do it every time I remember in the US I had serious knee problem and surgery mentioned surgery to me I won't do it and, and in fact I didn't have insurance to do surgery it's going to be very expensive 
But I had a song. I could worship Jesus. And so the whole day I was singing, Head of thy church, triumphant, we joyfully adore thee. Till thou appear, thy members here shall sing like those in glory. We lift our hands and voices in blessed anticipation and cry aloud and give to God the praise of our salvation. You see, it was so bad that I could not even climb steps. So because I have to go this one, bring this one there, hold on to the railing. One. You see, the whole day I sang that song. And so I got to my office and I was going to climb the steps. I forgot myself, put this one there and brought this one there. And I realized I could do it. So I have not had knee surgery. That was years ago. Sing. Sing a new song unto the Lord. Worship him in your crisis. It works. See, when you do that, you are saying that the problem is there. But God has the final say. Because, but my God, great will be my future because God holds the future. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Worshiping God and singing songs frightens the devil. In fact, worship is noise in his ears. And so are you afraid of the devil? He should be afraid of you because you can worship your God. Your God who is almighty, you can worship him. Hallelujah. So we are told that singing breaks out in heaven. And they declared that Jesus alone could open the scroll because he conquered. They said he conquered death and hell. They said he conquered sin and Satan. They said he, he, he conquered the, the, the devil himself. He said he has, he's perfect without sin. And God has appointed him to perfectly judge the sin of all mankind. Revelation chapter 5 verse 18 to 14. I would like us to read the lyrics of this song they sang. Because it is so important. Let's look at it. Revelation chapter 5 verse 18 Verse 8 to 14. Right, let's take 8 to 13. This is the song they sang. They said, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God. We shall reign on the earth. Five things they said in this song. Yeah, I like analyzing songs because if I don't understand the song, I won't sing it and I won't let anybody else sing it. Five things they said in this song. Number one, that they are worshiping Jesus because he was killed. Because he did what no other person would do. I mean, if I ask you to go and die because of me, will you do it? Hey, no. They said they are worshipping him because he did it. He died 
so they will be saved. Not only them, but us also. Number two, they declared in their song that Jesus redeemed them with his blood. Number three, they said they are worshiping him because he has made them kings. Oh, you don't know that you are a king. I am a queen because Jesus died so we will be made kings. Number four, they said they are worshiping him because he has made them priests. Oh, so it is not only ordained pastors who are priests. We are all, because once you have believed in him, Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9, 5 to 9, that he has made us priests. And the inhabitants of heaven are saying they are worshiping him because he made them priests. Then number five, they said he, they are worshiping him because he has appointed them to reign on the earth. You don't know it, but one day you will be reigning on earth with Jesus. You see, even right now, right now, people mock us because of our faith. I mean, haven't you experienced it before? I have. I have several times because I had a big sister who was damn rich. She was so rich, I will not give anybody. She was chisel and casa. She will not give anybody. And my other sister would go to her sister, Ken Nokofio. And then this, my big sister, will look at her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet and say, even before she gives her something small, can you say, Jesus, Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, I don't really like beer. Okay? Jesus, Jesus. Ega Hamelio. You don't have a So, Musore, I'm going to Jesus, Jesus. So, this big sister, I bought a small car I was using for ministry. She looked at me and said, You nyati nyati, you are our last one. You have gone to buy a car. She went and bought a pickup. You see, but because she didn't have Jesus, she didn't know what to do with the pickup. So the pickup was packed in the house and covered. And yet I would drive my car and she would come and sit there with me. Hallelujah! We shall reign with him. Right now they can say anything about us and to us. But one day we will be the leaders. Hallelujah! Yes! So the inhabitants of heaven said five things. Why they were worshiping Jesus. That is focused worship. You don't just stand and say blah, 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 blah. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's why I say before I sing any song, I need to understand it. And you see, at Quarry has our hey, the song that you are singing, what is the meaning? And if you can't answer, then don't sing it. Because you need to understand what you are singing. It has to affect your own life. And then it will affect somebody else's life. Hallelujah. So, choir, I'm talking to you. Internalize your songs. Let them be in you. Let us, the words of the songs change you. Then it will change somebody else. Hallelujah. See, we are told again in verse 11 through 14. That zeal again. 
the zeal with which the inhabitants of heaven sang the song, we are told, affected thousands and thousands and thousands of other angels. See why we need to be worshippers? They worshipped and declared who Jesus is. And it affected other people. And they declared. Many more joined in the worship and declared that Jesus is worthy because he was willing to sacrifice. And because of that, he is worthy to receive power. He is worthy to receive wealth. He is worthy to receive wisdom. He is worthy to receive strength. He's worthy to receive honor. He's worthy to receive glory and blessing. See, all heaven declares the glory of the risen Lord. Who can compare with the beauty of the Lord? Forever he will be. when you think of Jesus as the Lamb of God who died that today you can come and sit here in church raise your hands and worship what will be your response when you think of his loving sacrifice and cleansing what will be your response when you think of Jesus' liberating blood he shed his blood so you will be forgiven. What will be your response? When you think of him as the lion of the tribe of Judah who has all power, all authority, what will be your response? When you think of his power to deliver you from the hands of Satan and your enemies what will be your response? See, 
when I was preparing for this message, and me, I don't sleep. I usually like reading at night. So around 3 a.m., I finished reading, and I just worshiped and dozed off. And then in my dream, I heard and saw a big black bird flying in my bedroom. I could hear it hitting against the wall. Hitting against the wall. So I woke up and I saw this big black bird. And I said in my dream, but what do you want in my room? Remember, I was worshipping and dozed off. I said, but what, what do you want in my room? I went back to sleep. Few minutes later, it was as if somebody was waking me up. And I saw a huge person. I didn't see the person's face. A huge person holding a big club to a bow. Take one. And so I looked to see if the bed was there. No. The person had killed the bed with the club. Not only killed the bed, but put the mouth of the bed on the head of the club and lifted it up like this. So I saw the person standing there with the hands raised up with the bed's mouth on the club. So I looked at it, smiled in my dream, and went back to sleep. My God is all powerful. You cannot serve Jesus truthfully. And Satan will just come and be knocking on your head. He can try. But Jesus Christ is all powerful. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah who is able to save and to redeem. Jesus can, in fact, frustrate your enemies. Because they will turn you this way. The Lord will go that way. They will plan against you. They will turn against each other. Because you have Jesus. You know, we don't know what we have. Yes. We have Jesus. Oh, powerful Lord. Hallelujah. So when you think about all these things about him. When you think about the coming judgment, where he is going to be the righteous judge, what will be your response? Are you going to also rise up and declare, Give me see, give me see, Major Moses? Who would have thought that a lamb could? Rescue the souls of men. Oh, you rescue the souls. You see that lamb that was standing there as if slain. Who would have thought that he's all powerful to rescue souls? Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Rescue 
wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have told that a could rescue that Sing worthy, it's time for worship. Worthy, it's time for worship. Worthy, 